Welcome to the Barry Drew Podcast, where we talk all things mindset, personal development, business and entrepreneurship. So sit back, relax and enjoy. So Elaine, uh, you're very welcome to the Barry Drew Podcast. Uh, first of all, uh, I'd sincerely like to thank you for being a being a yes person and uh, agreeing to come on because I do know you're um, a very uh, busy and in, in high demand uh, lady. So uh, for those who may not know you, <laughs> would you just like to give a short introduction just um, who you are and uh, what, what you do? Thanks, Barry. Absolutely delighted to be yeah. here privileged to have been asked. Um, my name is Elaine Carl, and for those of you that I haven't yet had the privilege of meeting, I haven't been let out much in the last two years, I think like many of us, um, I'm the CEO here at the All-Ireland Business Foundation. So together with my colleague, Kapil Kanna, we've co-founded the All-Ireland Business Foundation. So you might ask, you know, who is the foundation or what do we do? So we're an autonomous national accreditation body, and we're tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best in class in Irish business as business all-stars. Now we do this, I suppose, through three main core you know through two main I suppose programs or activities those being the business all-star which is a national accreditation program which bestows deserved recognition on companies that can prove themselves through an independent audit that based on trust performance and customer centricity that they're really good businesses to do business with and how maybe we're different or or, or come come at a different angle is that we're focused on businesses irrespective of size. So it's you could have a really, really good business person there that's a solo entrepreneur, a one-man band, or you could have a company that has a couple of thousand employees. Um, so it's all about the mindset and the leadership behind the business. And trust is the core principle behind, is this business you know, a trustworthy business? Are the people that work in the business trustworthy? Are they providing a trustworthy service? And I think you know, it's probably one of the most valuable currencies in, in business these days is you know, trust because we all know that, you know, and I'm sure Barry, you'll agree with me and so will our listeners that people will buy from people that they like and trust. They'll work for people that they like and trust. And, you know, when it comes to growth, they'll hopefully invest in companies and yeah. people that they like and trust. Yeah. So that's the whole, I suppose, foundation behind it. So as well as the Business All-Stars programme, we also host, um, you know, a series of enterprise development sessions and classes. So our prime event, and I won't say in normal times, would be the All-Ireland Business Summit, which is a national gathering of about a thousand business leaders in Ireland, in Crow Park, for a powerful day of networking, showcasing your business, and also learning from the very best in our wonderful keynote theatre and learning from our All-Ireland Business Champions. So we're looking forward to return of this, hopefully, fingers crossed, this May the 18th. Um, But in the meantime, and look like every other business we've had to adapt during the downturn and during COVID, We've, you know, we've ensured that we were continuing to include and engage the All-Ireland business community um, in the virtual world. And every single month since COVID, we've hosted a virtual masterclass or leadership series. You know, we've had the likes of Jim Power, The Economist. We've had Sean Gallagher. We've had Jerry Duffy. We've had Keith Barry. We've had Dr. John Teeling. So we've had some really, really fantastic speakers. Uh, and we've given the opportunity to the full All-Ireland business community, respective of who you are, or where you are, to join these, which was, you know, a really good platform. And look, I think this was the, uh, the last while has definitely been a time for serving as much as what we can serve, you know, because it, it comes back tenfold. So I suppose that's it in a, in a <laughs> nutshell, what we do. And look, I'm very privileged the position that I'm in, that we serve over 600 business all-star companies that are based in Ireland right now. Um, and that's a privilege. And what's even more heartening is that the foundation, since it formally launched in September 2018, 
Um, you know, we've had companies come back for the second, for the third, um, and, and now hitting into the fourth time, which is just, I suppose, testament to the sense of community, but the quality of the community I think that we've created um, as well because look nobody can buy into the all-stars you know you have to earn it yes. um, and, and that I suppose really <clears throat> adds you know they all, you know one thing we're very open for it and encourages cross-pollination and by being open to different industries and companies of different sizes we're seeing you know companies that might have two three four five six people doing business and tendering and networking with companies that might have a thousand people um, and that's very satisfying to see that level of confidence that's instilled in businesses of all shapes and sizes. But I think Barry, you know, you probably might agree with me in this, entrepreneurship is a very lonely place and leadership is. So no matter how big or small or how big or small, you know, your organizations or your team, that when you're a business leader, there's a certain amount that falls on your shoulders um, and that you're expected to know, or you might even feel that, you know, you, you, you're, you need to be showing a certain type of persona. So for business owners, managers, directors, and CEOs at that level, it's really important to be part of a community, to be part of a network, because by God, we do need that. We do need a support network as well. Uh, well, I agree with everything. <laughs> 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 but it's it's very, like, um, I suppose old school, um, maybe business uh, philosophy or principles was uh, was to compete against others. It mm -hmm. really sounds that, well, number, well, this is, even before we even talked today, even from um, uh, reading your uh, reading about the All Ireland Business Foundation and your articles on that have come across on LinkedIn, number one is that it's really shows it's really loud to me that you care, mm -hmm. right? And Thank you. and that you want businesses to succeed. And just from what you say, from mm -hmm. what, what, whatever size, and it really comes across that there's not one's better than the other, like. Absolutely. And look, we, we're working with, uh, you know, it could be, we just say somebody in the hospitality industry, and there might yeah. be a small cafe and have three or four people, right up to the likes of your compass group who have 2,300 employees. But just, we will serve both equally. And every company and business has a unique selling point, whatever that is. We want to uncover that. We want to find the rubies in the mountain of rocks and polish them and shine them and show them to the world because they're in there. You, you know, and it's yeah. so heartening to see the elevation of companies through their business all star you know, journey. So we're seeing companies that when we started working with, you know, three or four years ago, they might have just said maybe serving an Irish audience and through a contact or connection, they've, you know, gone to tender for a bigger global contract are now exporting. So those type of journeys are fantastic. Or it could be to the smaller business that has now expanded or collaborated or partnered with another non-competing business and are doing business together. But I think outside of any of this, I think knowledge sharing is so important because rather than being stuck to your own industry, um, and I'll just give you an example, like, you know, for, we'll just say, we'll just take financial advisors, right? So for financial advisors to really open their mindset and broaden their learning, they need to network with people outside of their own industry and other industries because you're opening up other perspectives as well. So likewise, you know, you might have somebody that's really good in manufacturing and fantastic at what they do, but they may be oblivious to actually, you know, what's happening in the retail ground and on the space. Whereas by being part of a tribe or a community that cross-pollinates members, I think it really opens up those learnings and just methodologies and, and experiences because shared experiences, look, you know, we've shown in the last year, year and a half has shown in particular that, no, that the future is uncertain. Nobody knows what happens. So it's those that are most open and adaptable to change that will survive. And that's what we're seeing as well. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And the, the question that's jumping out of me now is that what, what's driving you? Why, why do you care so much? And I don't mean that in a, <laughs> in a flippant way, but what is that? Uh, why, yeah, why do you I care suppose, about businesses? Look, I, I, yeah, I would have come from an entrepreneurial background myself, right? Yeah. Um, and I would have done the, the thing, I suppose, that every parent wants to see. They want you to, you know, go to college, get a qualification, go into your grand safe, permanent, pensionable job with the right yeah. type of company that's known but unless you're happy doing what you're doing. And I think for me, it was, I was working in a fantastic, a brilliant career in one of the big four firms, was working for them internationally. Um, and I found myself back in Ireland and a victim of circumstance. Now, what I mean by that is that I found myself back in Ireland at the height of the crash. You know, I was highly qualified, um, but I was based in the regions and that, that didn't lend itself to my type of qualification. So I said, you know what? I'm have to be made redundant through no fault of my own. And I'm never again going to let somebody else take that type of control over me and my career. So I said, that's it. I'm setting up my own business. Whatever it does, I'm working for myself. And in doing that, I want to serve other businesses. So initially, we would have started out and how my paths crossed with my business partner, Kapil, was that the two of us found ourselves highly qualified. Both had you know, business financial strategic backgrounds, both had international experience. Kapil would have more experience in the online and the web side of things, whereas I would have had more in the, in the people development side of things. But together, when you combined your skills and talents, we made a fantastic partnership. So we initially went out consulting to companies and to firms and providing them with strategic advice, literally imparting our knowledge and our experience from our own professional careers. And we realized how satisfying and rewarding it was when we could give that advice and see it being implemented and seeing the, the end results um, and doing that on a larger scale. But where I suppose that where the business all stress came out is that, look, us Irish, we're very humble people. And that's a generalization, I know. Yeah. But we're very poor to blow our own trumpets. And having worked internationally, I can see, you know, US firms and, you know, in other countries talking about how good or great we are. And very seldom we talk about that here in Ireland. Now, I know self-praise is no praise, but yet to keep ourselves motivated and acknowledged and recognized for what we do to spur us on to achieve even more. I think a, a program of deserved recognition is very important. So hence, when we looked at, at bringing together a really strong community, we said, right, why don't we inbuild this recognition type program into what we want to do? So I myself am a past graduate of the University of Limerick. I would have reverted back to Dr. Dr. Briga Hines there of the Kemi Business School, um, of where, where I'm an alumni. And we would have looked at putting together um, an accreditation type process, which would, you know, instill that type of reward and acknowledgement and sense of achievement in a, in a business irrespective of size or industry and then we looked at global best practice and we would have looked at what the global institute are doing on a national level and how they're running a certification program but it's in the transport and logistics area and said right what best practice can we take for this implement it in the business context and put it out there for your your you know your, your typical irish company because i think it's very important to know as well that Nobody went out and initially day one set up a magnificently successful company <laughs> with a couple of hundred employees. It hard to start somewhere. So that Absolutely. could be with one people, two people. We've seen magnificent stories between the likes of your Facebooks and your Stripes and where they started in such humble beginnings. Um, yeah. And there's no reason why people can't be that ambitious and be rewarded for their journey along the way as well. But as well as that, I think getting the exposure they deserve. Um, and that's one thing that we're very good at doing here. And you mentioned there that you've been, you know, you know, you'd seen from my profile. We love telling the stories of our business all stars. 
They're the stories yeah. we want to tell. You know, yeah. what good are they doing? You know, you know, what is it? How are they helping others? How are they serving others? Um, and celebrating their achievements and their milestones. Like I was talking to a company down in Cork there, um, myself there during the week, and they were established in 1904. That's fourth generation Irish company. Now nobody had probably heard of them, you know, yeah. in the general, but just think of that for an achievement. You know, a 60,000 square, you know, square foot manufacturing facility. Um, so again, we just love to blow the trumpets of, you know, our business officers who've gone through the process, who are part of the community, but who are giving back as well through their own knowledge sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's great. Like, <laughs> well, what, what is it? Why do you, why, I suppose, why do, you, why do you, you care so much about this? Like, what is it? I, I just get a great buzz out of it. Yeah. Like, when I hear the story of saying, that, God, did you hear that Briody Bedding, somebody saw on their website that they're a business all-star, they reached out to them, and now they're doing business exporting mattresses out, you know, to Portugal or to Spain. I said, yeah. oh, my God, that is such a win for us here at the foundation. That's fantastic. You know, let, let's let's tell the story. Let's shout it for the rooftops. But I think it's, it's gas as well that here at the foundation, we've um, an internal like um you know a huddle every friday where we all come together a half an hour yeah. no talk about work um and somebody gets the opportunity to put the spotlight questions on everybody and this morning um one of our colleagues said do you, do you prefer you know money or influence do you prefer you know morning or evening quick fire rounds yeah. um and everybody in the team and it was interesting you know most of them said money and i said you know what influence because i feel that you can you can really achieve great things if you're influential and it's not something that's egotistical or, or anything yeah. like that but if you can sway a decision for the greater good you know that's fantastic uh, and they were saying to me you know how come Elaine like why is why is influence more important to you than money and when I just thought of it um here about two years ago and this is just a personal story yeah. um a colleague um in our local tennis club and passed away. He was unfortunately involved in a, in a horrible car accident here in the local village, and he was knocked down, totally accidental, crossing the road. And I said, "Jeepers, what can we do, you know, to help him and his family? They were non-nationals, and and that." So we said, "Right, okay." So we said, "Right, okay, Elaine." I said, "Right, I've got a good network. I'm, I have a bit of influence because of that." So we set up a GoFundMe page to help his family with the funeral costs. You know, his young family, young kids, big communions, confirmations, all of that coming up, um, and they were renting a house. So we did that, and he leveraged off of the skills that I had, you know, to like, share, get that ripple effect going out. And all of a sudden, you know, we put, a, 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 I suppose, you know, a target there, 5,000, which went to 10,000, which went to 15,000, which went to 20,000 and didn't stop at that. So to me, that was such a positive outcome from yeah. being in a position of influence. Now, you know, as I said, it was something very small and I love to do it because it could do it and it was a nice and a good thing to do. But that just showed to me that if you can influence something for the greater good and for the positive, it's a fantastic thing to be able to do. Um, and I think, you know, that that means more to me than so many of my other achievements in the last, you know, couple of years, being able to influence for the greater good like that. Yeah, brilliant. And like it's, uh, yeah, it's um, not that it's unusual, but not everyone is like that, particularly in mm -hmm. in the the business world. Yeah, and, and you know what? I don't know. Is it a feminine thing? Is it a male thing? Yeah. You know, is it male versus female type of thinking? But I would be very much into emotional intelligence. Yeah. And I definitely find that's a huge trump card. And sometimes I can see things and feel things from an action, but you know, within the team. And I said, God, I bet you I know they're thinking X, Y, or Z. Whereas other people on the senior team might even might 
thought might not even have dawned on them, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that recently in November, and thanks for the God, it's just passed, we held a Leaders and Entrepreneurs Forum, which was a hybrid event. And we were very fortunate that Mark Little came back from the Web Summit to be part of it. And, you know, he was asked, Mark, you know, what, what is the new era of business going to look like? You know, what's going to help people to be the leaders of tomorrow? And he said, emotional intelligence trumps IQ any day. He said, you know, no matter what, you have to be so have the finger on the pulse. And I think that is something that there needs to be more emphasis on, um, especially across both sexes, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, because some things come naturally to males and some things come more naturally to females. But actually being more open to understanding that I think will will help as well, because, look, we're all trying to work with employees and colleagues and teammates now in the virtual world. Um, so being able to do that, maybe, you know, more with, you know, with more a heightened sense of awareness, I think will really help people to manage their teams remotely and to lead them as well, but also to give them a sense of fulfillment and purpose, because it's very difficult. You know, some people have never met their teammates personally. You know, it's always down through the lens of a camera. Yeah. So creating that sense of connection and connectivity is, is just very important. And look, that's actually interesting because a lot of our business all stress such, you know, that have bigger organizations would have come to us for their team achievement. So in other words, to recognize and to reward their teams and hang on here, we're not an all-star because of us. We're an all-star because we've got an all-star, you know, we've got all because of you, you're all-star employees. Absolutely. You know, so that's a very interesting part of the recognition, the sense of achievement and worth. Brilliant. And uh, when you're just speaking about emo emotional intelligence, that's something I, I completely agree with what you said there, like intellectual intelligence has its place, but um, it also has its limitations. Mm -hmm. um, how, I suppose, how do you develop that for yourselves or, how, or yourself, sorry, and or how do you uh, integrate it into your own uh, organization? Yes. Yes, so put it like this, right? Very open. There's no such thing as over communicating. There's only such thing as under communicating. And communicating is not what you think or perceive took place. It's actually what the recipient felt, heard, and how they acted upon it. So it's yeah. so important to be continually checking in. So when you have, you know, I'll give you an example. So we just have a, you know, a workflow call and you're there and we've got our team on and it's a, right, I want this change on the website, this, that, and the other. And so do you understand? And you hear everybody smiling back at you and the nod <laughs> and the yes, right. I want you to feed back to me exactly the changes that you're going to put on. So you're putting it back and then then to reiterate yeah. back to you and to re-communicate to you. So is there any discrepancies? That you can hit the nail on the head, you can deal with it at the outset, rather than somebody going off on a tangent, doing the wrong work and being, I won't say scolded, but reprimanded or, or whatever afterwards, because that's deflating them then as well. Um, yeah. So I think that, that sense of communication is absolutely key. And to know that everybody, everybody has different styles of communication. You can be communicate better visually, auditorily, you know, kinesthetically. So people have different representation systems and how they actually communicate you know, you need to understand that because you need to be aware of that when you communicate to them and you need to communicate to them in their style rather than in your style. So to be all inclusive, um, you know, so tell people what you're going to tell them, write them down, back it up, have a phone call with them, you know, show them. And there's great thing in, in leading by example as well. So that's really how kind of, you know, we adapt it into what, everything we do here at the foundation. Brilliant. I mean, obviously, it's 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 working well. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to check in. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Exactly. And like, um, is that is from your perspective is emotional intelligence something that you just have? Did you just like pick it up one day or? Yeah. Do you know what? Right. Um, 
I think, you know, and, and I suppose everybody goes on a life story and life journey. So I would have had a very corporate background, which would have been very male dominated. So maybe I had kind of like a an iron face on and nothing hurt to me. Nothing went down. You know, you were, you know, strict targets, performance reviews, billable hours, you know, all of that. Yeah. So I would have been very hardened, maybe, if you if you put it the, the one yeah. better word, you know, and I'd worked internationally. But. When I came back to Ireland after I just had my first child, I did a, a, a qualified as a business and executive coach and I went on to study hypnotherapy and NLP and I'm a master trainer of NLP. So I would have had a, a huge hunger for learning. But it was really when I dipped my toes in the water initially and becoming a qualified coach that I realized, hang on here, there's so much that goes on below the surface and you might as well just call it an iceberg. You only yeah. see the tip as to what's above the surface. There's so much more that goes on in a person, you know, beneath the surface you know their what's going on their environment their, their background their upbringing their values their beliefs their culture that I wasn't fully aware of nor did any of my formal education bring to my awareness and um, so it was only when I went on that personal journey myself that that gave me a greater understanding not just as to what you know sh you know should be done said you know thought or the right was but actually how I myself operated you know what floated my boat it yeah. wasn't sitting down in front of spreadsheets and spreadsheets and figures and figures and figures and and all of that it was actually fulfilling the customers and the clients expectations and getting the win for them so i knew then that no matter what i wanted to do i wanted to serve people serve customers serve clients and you know shout about their wins so it's kind of i suppose in another in another respect but look um everybody's shaped by something in their past and their background and what i think it's very important to know and any of our listeners, I'd really encourage them to realize that you can't change what happened in your background. You can't change what you did in the past, but you can change how you think of it, your perspective, you know, and instead of thinking, maybe looking at something as the negative, like, oh my God, Elaine, you were made redundant, wasn't that office? And hang on here, redundancy was the best thing that ever happened to me. Why? Because it put me on my journey to be where I am today. So again, reshaping or reframing anything negatively that happened in your background, in your past, um, will help you move forward into the future. Absolutely. That, that's, uh, I, I completely agree. That's what I'll be talking to people every day about that. Um, but even with that, not, not, every, not, not everybody does it. Not everybody maybe knows they can do it. But equally, some people aren't even open to do it. Yeah, no, and that's the thing, you see. So sometimes, you know, we all have a blind spot. Or yeah. I think in the coaching world, you might call it your Harry window. That sometimes we yeah. don't know what we don't know. Yes. Um, and that's why it's so important sometimes to often ask the question. Not telling people what they yeah. don't know or tell them. Ask them a question and let them find out for themselves. Let them go on their journey of self-discovery because that's more powerful than any. You know, like I've got several colleagues and no matter how much I tell them, God, you know, you, you, there's no point in telling me, you know, you don't do this or you do do that or, you, you know, so hang on here. You know, what, what, how did you come to that decision or what made you think like that? And sometimes when you get people thinking themselves, that's when they'll get their aha moment. So I think there's huge power in questions. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I have another question for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. Um, uh, uh, this is the million dollar question, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what um you when you were let's say you went through that challenge and that challenge in time, you know, what looking back on it now, like what do you think it was was the tipping point or for you to make that decision? Well, I'm just going to uh, take life or uh, what's that saying yeah Grab, the, bull, the bull by the horns, bull by the horns the phrase, yeah. yes well like, actually, as opposed to not yeah so <laughs> when i'd be made redundant well maybe there was those two right um so number one was keith barry was a huge influence 
Um, and I went to Keith Barry one night after I beat made redundant to one of his shows in the concert hall in UL. And I won't say he tricked me, but he caught me out. But I knew he didn't catch me out because it's not magic. I knew there was a science behind what he did. Yeah. Um, and I knew the power of suggestion, influence. And I said to myself, God, I'd love to learn more about this. So Keith then said, you know, that he looked at looking into hypnotherapy and NLP and all of that. And I did. And I went off to the States and I trained as a master trainer in neurolinguistics programming. I trained as a master hypnotherapist with the American Board of NLP. So I, I'm hungry for thirst. So when I want to, you know, when I'm on a mission, I really am on a mission. But second to that as well, and you asked me what made me know that, you know, that I really want to do what I wanted to do. I was asked by the Leos, you know, the local enterprise offices, um, you know, to develop some start your own business programs and deliver them and whatnot. But I'm often asked to give, you know, a keynote. So one day I was asked to give a keynote and it was actually in the mansion house in Dublin. I I'll always remember it. And it was around Christmas time. And it was for one of the, not skillnet, but one of the Leos or one of those enterprise development agencies. And I said, right, how do I open this? And I actually opened it with, you know, on my journey. That's what I had to talk about. And the very first picture that I had up there, the slide was like, it was me at the horse fair in Ballina Slow as like a seven or eight year old. And I was like, that was me. That was my entrepreneurial spirit. Going up there asking somebody how much for was it the dogs or the pups or the pony or, or whatever it was. And right. seeing, you know, so again, <laughs> there was my entrepreneurship, the buying and the selling. And it's like, hang on here. When was that fire quenched? You know, it was quenched through very formal education. So do you know what? That's me. I love the talking to people, the interacting with people, that buzz. And that was a pure sample of entrepreneurship in me when I was a child. Um, yeah. And that's just what was reignited. So when I did that presentation, it was very powerful. It's like, this is me. Uh, and if you take the hands of a clock, that was me at 12 o'clock. And then I went all around the clock, you know, and all over the world, all the formal qualifications to come back to that spot. Yeah. You know, and here I am now as that entrepreneur that was there, you know, yeah. in Ballina Slow. So for me, that was a real aha moment. And I'm a very visual person. And I was able to, once I represented it visually, it was so powerful. And I always remember that time, you know, it was the first time that I gave a very emotive maybe keynote uh, rather than telling somebody or teaching or, or, or yeah. lecturing. And I remember getting a standing ovation and I was like, what's this for? You know, I'm only <laughs> telling my story. And I was yeah. like, because it was my story. Yeah because it was my story and it resonated so again for anybody out there that's listening no matter who you are what you are or who you think you are you have a story you know be proud of your story and how you carry it you know will how you carry that story now will I suppose determine a lot about your future you know and just Absolutely. I suppose maybe to finish Barry I'd say that when you're driving a car think of it you'll never drive a car forward if you're continuously looking in the rear view mirror because you won't be able to see where you're going let go of that we we need to take a quick look back every now and then but to move forward you look through the big windscreen which is a bigger one you know and i'd say to everybody you know you don't have to drive very fast or at 100 miles an hour or go to the speed limit you know small incremental changes done consistently are better than you know big huge bursts yeah. you know a stop and start you know, yeah. but just move however much that dial moves in your needle towards whatever it is you want. Just move it a small bit. If that's learning, if it's in business, if it's in progress, if it's in relationships, whatever it is, just move a small bit. You know, a small bit is 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 still in the right direction. Absolutely. Some lots of gold in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to let that absorb. Well, you did say that was myself. the million dollar question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, but uh, no, there's a lot. There's a lot of. Uh, um gold in there that's to it, it's it's simple but it's it's the truth no that's it, it and does. look 
you know, it's not that I woke up one morning and, and all of this yeah. is the tip of my tongue. It's lived experience as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And just if I may, just one, one, one last question, just to, before we, we finish mm -hmm. up, you, uh, because I do, I do work with a lot of parents and a lot of teenagers, particularly. And you wrote uh, about um, the leave insert. I don't know. That's if it's a right. Article, I did yeah. like a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And uh, it's just something that, that that you said, even with the story. You know, you ended up back where mm. you, where you started. So you're you're doing you now, so to speak. So it's not yeah. the combination. And, and, of our... and just I suppose for our listeners there that might be wondering about that article, um, yeah. I came across an old school journal that I had when I was maybe fifth year or something like that. And we to write down our goals and ambitions in life as to what we wanted to do, say three people's jobs. And just I suppose remembering two of the points. One was that um Ivan Yates at the time was Minister for Agriculture and it was the time of the BEC crisis and my aunt happened to be one of the first farmers in the country to go down with BEC and I remember how he was handling the crisis and there was so much in his plate and everything. He said, God, do you know what? He's doing a great job. I'd love to be in his job someday. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that I went on and I did Ag Science at the Leaving Cert and ironically it was actually my best subject in the Leaving Cert at Ford and A1 in it. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I love that. And then another one, another one job that I said, said, Jesus, Mark Little, he's got a fantastic job. He's the American, you know, the correspondent but he's got a voice that you could listen to forever. Why? Because he talks sense and he talks reason. Um, yeah. And I just thought, you know, he did. He was doing a brilliant job as the US correspondent at the time after being on prime time and that. So they were two of them. And it's ironic, come fast forward, uh, given my age away here now, but at least two and a half uh, decades. <laughs> and actually, I work regularly now, you know, with Ivan Yates as part of what we do here at the foundation, being part of our Leaders and Entrepreneurs Forum and our summits, etc. And likewise with Mark Little. So it's gas had those two people who I felt were influencers of me back then have now come back into my life in a way that I never would yes. have thought. Yes, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But but the, the that that's brilliant. But the main thing I, I, I took from well, I took from that was that, you know, like for students or exam goers that not to be defined by you're, you're yes, yeah, no, 100 percent. And look, you know, and I'll just give you maybe a quick example. I can see my own brother that did the leave insert would have been yeah. very naturally intelligent and went into a career path totally left wing of where he should be. Um, and after three years in university, decided I can't take any more of this and went and, you know, put his name in with a recruitment agency, did an aptitude test. And actually it was down a totally different side. So instead of being down going on the psychology type side, which is one type of brain, it was down the engineering and the, that, that side. And yeah. now he's got an ultra successful career with one of the, you know, a global manufacturing company. Um, and that that's just evidence that hang on here, even if you do get the points and even if you do go into a career, it's not necessarily the right one for you. Um, and if you don't get the type of career that you're looking for, there's always another way, a route into it. There's always a way yeah. forward, you know. But what I would say to anybody, if there's somebody out there that you admire, that you'd like to work for or work with, reach out to them. People will very, very rarely say no to a genuine offer, you know, ask for help or, you know, just a conversation because people that are successful love to give back. They love to talk. They love to share their experiences, hoping that it will help somebody else. Just like today. <laughs> well, I hope I've given a few bits of a few well, bits of I, I, <laughs> I just asked. <laughs> I just asked, like, you know, and I, I would you, you're, like you're very successful in what you do, like, and. I'd say yeah, you. obviously you're, you're a different level where I'm at, but you know, and that's what I've noticed with people who are. No, uh, we're just on two different roads. I would definitely not say a different level. I'd say we're well, on two different paths and two different roads and, you know, we're, we're, we're equals, you know, in that regard. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, what I have discovered with, with uh, asking people who are, let's say, successful, whatever, obviously that's um, 
successful in their field. They, they do say yes. <laughs> you know, that's just, just that's echo what you said. Yeah, they're more likely. Yeah, they're the more model. likely. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah. they know. Because why? Because rest assured, on their journey, on their startup, they too received yeah. help or input or advice from somebody. And look, yeah. nobody wants to see somebody else make the same mistakes that you made. Absolutely. You know, why why make your own when you can learn from exactly? Others? Now you said it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you reckon I should write a book, Barry? <laughs> uh, I think there's about three in there. <laughs> It's it's quite it's quite funny. My, the, uh, a friend of mine, the la, the, la, the guest in the last uh, podcast episode, he he um he wrote a book about how to write a book. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, Excellent. But I'm I'm sure you'll figure that out yourself. <laughs> Listen, Elaine, uh, I'd like to wholeheartedly thank you for for your time, your your insight, and your your openness here today. Um, there's been lots of uh, insights and gold nuggets in there. And uh, I, I, ho I hope at some point we get to talk again. Absolutely. So, so thanks absolutely, very much for coming on. Look, and if anybody wants to reach out to me, I'm more than, than happy. Yeah, you sorry. know, connect in with me on LinkedIn, Elaine Carl, or reach out to yeah. me, Elaine at AIBF.ie. And I'm going to be too happy, you know, or get in touch with us here at the All Ireland Business Foundation. Always yes. open for a, a conversation. Absolutely. And I'll put, uh, I'll put those links and all in the, in the post when I'm releasing this. Okay, Elaine, thank you very much again. Brilliant. Okay.